0: Guys, welcome back to Just a Girl and True Crime. I am your host, Heaven. Real quick, I want to shout out Joshua Fredericks for favoring, favoring my podcast, which all of you guys can do the same on whatever you listen to. All you have to do is hit that bell and it will notify you when I upload new episodes of the podcast, Just a Girl and True Crime. And tonight we're going to be talking about the murder of Skylar niece. Okay, and we're just going to hop right into it. I hope everybody had a good 4th of July. We are back. We are. I am getting everything in order to upload for you guys every Wednesday and Saturdays. And try just to get everything how it was. Alright, so let's just jump right into it. Skylar Nese... Skyler Annette Niece was born on February 10th in 1996 in Morgantown, West Virginia. Her parents are Mary and David Niece, who her father also sometimes goes by Dave, but I will be addressing him as David. Her mom at the time worked as an administrative assistant in a cardiac lab, and her father David was a product assembler at Walmart. Skylar went to school at University High School, and she wanted to actually become a criminal lawyer when she grew up. While, while she was, oh, I'm sorry, not while, it should be whether she was not at school or hanging out with friends, Skylar actually worked a job, and she worked at Wendy's. Skylar was described as a thriving, lively, and sociable girl. She was an honor student. She had a 4.0 GPA in high school. She was an avid reader, and she was a loyal friend. Everyone thought she was this bubbly girl, great personality. Unfortunately, her disappearance actually had left her family and the authorities in a state of confusion. So now we're going to talk about the first person who was involved with her murder. I'm not going to do a whole background on these two girls because I want to focus mainly on what happened and I'm not going to go into depth like I normally do. The first girl was actually Skylar's best friend who they met when they were 8 years old and her name was Sheila Eddy. So, Sheila Eddy was born on September 28th in 1995 in Blacksville, West Virginia. Her parents are Tara Calderon, which I'm pretty sure I definitely pronounced that wrong, and Greg Eddy. Sheila was an only child, just like Skylar was. And the second murderer in this terrible case is named Rachel Shoft, and she was born on June 6th. 1996 so all the girls actually ended up going to the same high school because Sheila was transferred to Skylar and Rachel's school and then instead of the friend group grew and instead of it just being Skylar and Sheila it went into Skylar, Sheila and Rachel so they all became like a trio, which, you know, is so hard because if you have three people, just three people, one person is always going to feel like a third wheel because two are always going to be closer, which would suck because I've had third wheels and I'm just like, wow, I'm just here. All right. But unfortunately, all good things do come to an end because it wasn't long after they all been have became friends The girls actually started to argue amongst themselves, you know, typical teenagers and stuff like that. So now we're jumping to the night of what happened to Skylar on July 5th, 2012. Skylar went home after finishing a shift at work. She went in, she kissed her parents goodnight, and then she went to her room. The next morning her dad said he discovered that she didn't sleep in her bed and he actually later found her window screen in her closet in a hidden bench that she could use to climb in and out of her window. Her dad then knew she had not she had snuck out last night and she never came home. The same day just a little bit later Skylar missed work for the very first time. Ever. Her parents then ended up calling the police to report their daughter missing. Star City, West Virginia Police Officer Bob McClully responded to the 911 call and began investigating Skylar's disappearance. Later that day, Sheila decides she's going to call Skylar's parents and just let them know what happened the night they decided to. Just go get together and hang out. Um, She mainly told Skylar's mom, Mary. Sheila said that her, Skylar, and Rachel had all snuck out on the night of July 5th. And that they had just been driving around Star City. And they were smoking weed. And then, you know, after they were done with all of that, they decided they were just going to drop her off back home. And that is what Mary told 2020. That is what Sheila told Mary and Mary just related to 2020. Like this is what I know. But they actually didn't drop Skylar off at her house. They dropped her off at the end of the road because Skylar didn't want to wake her parents up. When she snuck back into the house. Alright, so we're just going to back up just a tiny bit um, to when they actually picked her up. Sheila said they picked her up around 11 p.m., and they dropped her off just a little bit before midnight, okay? I'm just trying to give you guys a little bit of a timeline of what Sheila said is what happened. But on the niece's apartment surveillance camera, like in the complex, A car is actually seen pulling up to the apartment at 12.30 a.m. And then at 12.35, five minutes later, a grainy video shows Skylar sneaking out of her room and slipping into the car, which then just drives away. But they couldn't tell whose car it was because the video was so grainy. So they were like, okay, you know, maybe they did drop her off and they maybe they dropped her off and they just never brought her back and they they brought her back but they didn't like um they said but they did they dropped her off at the end of the street because they just saw her getting on, into a car later than what Sheila said okay so what we're, what we can gather right now if people know the case we can already tell that Sheila's story actually isn't making any sense, and it's not matching up from what she told Mary, but they think that's right because they don't know actually what happened to their daughter. Okay? So just keep that in mind, because that'll come back around. I was scared to death. I mean, I didn't know where my baby was. It was horrible, said David niece. Flash forward to July 7th in 2012, Sheila, Eddie, and her mom actually helped Skylar and her parents canvass the neighborhood looking for Skylar. Okay, that's, I don't know what it is with people who just, like, want to be in their search for, like, even though you know what you did to your, the victim, like, okay. Um, which is weird, you know, I like I've told you guys my last one, I've been obsessed with the Shanann Watts case. A little too much and I wish I could stop thinking about it but I really can't for some reason it's probably not healthy and I get that um but you know like how Chris Watts went on to public tv and was like I just want him back whoever have whoever has them just please bring them back I want everybody here the house isn't complete but you could see like when he was doing it like he was smirking a little bit like almost like a pride I feel like it's like a pride thing and maybe like that's what Sheila was like trying to like blame it on somebody else that whatever happened um by helping her Skylar's parents maybe they were like yeah, she's not she's fine. They would have no reason to not believe her because she's been Skylar's best friend since she was 8 years old. All right? And, you know, you're probably asking yourself right now, where was Rachel? Well, she actually left for a Catholic summer camp for two weeks because she was going to camp. Two days later, the police, two days later, the public actually learns that Skylar is missing through TV, internet, and radio stations and all the coverage that's been happening. As weeks passed, Skyler's disappearance continued. The police believe the most likely scenario that was Skylar had went to a house party and she overdosed. Corporal Ronnie Gaskins told 2020 he heard rumors that Skylar overdosed on heroin and she ended up dying And people that were at the party panicked, and they disposed of the body, said Gaskins. Jessica Colbank, who was working on the case as well, had found Sheila's demeanor very suspicious when she went to speak to her for the first time. Just complete blank, no emotion. She was blank on emotion, so there was no emotions in her face. And it was, there was absolutely nothing, said Jessica. It was like iced over, like a stone cold face. This is fine. Cold Bank also told that to 2020. Cold Bank also thought Rachel was very nervous when she first spoke to her as well. See, and that's the problem here, that if Sheila was actually her best friend, you think she would be like a complete mess because... Your best friend is missing. Like you, you gotta show some type of emotion, okay? You gotta, you gotta shed some tears, like to make yourself not look suspicious. But Sheila was not playing that part right. They also go to say that their story, Sheila and Rachel's stories, were verbatim. They were the same no one's story is exactly the same unless they were rehearsed, Jessica said, which, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go out and kill with somebody, don't recommend you doing it, but if you go out and kill with somebody, you know, you two shouldn't sit together and be like, okay, we were here, 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 this time, this time, and have your stories match up. No, someone's gotta, like, lie a little bit. And I'm not saying lie, but if you're gonna... If you know they're going to talk to you, and you know you feel like you're going to get caught, and they're going to talk to both people. If there were two people with a missing Joe down the street. <laughs> Switch it up a bit, guys. Come on. Eventually, um, in Colbank's gut, Sheila was acting wrong. Rachel was scared to death. After police had viewed the surveillance video and cell phone records that proved, Sheila and Rachel were in fact lying about what actually happened the last time they saw Skylar. So things were starting to add up. Are you guys shocked? Because I'm definitely not. Not by a long shot. Police then ended up telling Mary and David that Sheila and Rachel had a secret. David and Mary and classmates and even strangers then tried to put pressure on both girls to try to get them to tell the truth, but it didn't work. On December 28th in 2012, Rachel actually ended up having a nervous breakdown and was committed to a, psychiatric, a local psych, psychiatric hospital. I heard this in another podcast, like her mom ended up like calling the police saying her daughter was like out of control, crying, screaming, like throwing this like huge fit and she didn't know what to do. I mean, I get why you're having a nervous breakdown, girl. You, you killed one of your friends. I mean, that that would be rough to hold in. Um, While she was actually in the psychiatric hospital, she did not have no contact with Sheila. And after Rachel had been discharged from the hospital on January 3rd, 2013, Rachel did end up confessing to her attorney and police that she and Sheila had stabbed Skylar to death. You know what this reminds me of? This one case I want to cover, it's the Glasgow-like murder. Like, where them two girls stab that one girl because they want to get to, like, I don't think it's Glasgow. I think that's the Law and Order. But there's a, I think it's, like, they're trying to, like, with Slenderman or whatever. And they're trying to get to, like, wherever he lives. And, like, there's no rules, no parents. That's what it makes me think of. And, like, the if it's Slenderman, it kind of, like, it makes sense with the Glasgow case I watched on Law and Order SVU. Because, whew, that shit was crazy. Alright, so if you actually think about it, they killed Skylar in July of 2012. Rachel kept that secret in for about six months, and I can only imagine how hard that was. So when she had her breakdown, and she was not able to contact Sheila, I fully believe she was able to finally like think for herself, I really do, because she was Catholic, you know, believe in God. She probably came to a realization that, okay, this is wrong. Um, I, I need to confess my sins or whatever. But I don't know. That's just how I feel like that's how she came to it. But I could be wrong. Soon, af- soon after, Rachel then told the police what they had done. And said, and you know, the police said they never encountered anything that led them to believe that they were two girls who conspired against another to commit premeditated murder. Corporal Ronnie Gatskin said, and remember that granny video that captured Skylar getting into the car at like 12, 1230? Yeah. Well, it was actually determined that it was, in fact, Sheila Eddy's car. After Rachel had confessed to the police, she did agree to lead police to the site of the murder and try to find Skylar's body. Which I can only imagine would be hard. It's like parents, like, you want to know if your baby's okay, but you also don't want to know, like they're dead, like, it's like, I feel like it's a catch-21, like, you want to know, but then you don't, because if you find her dead, then reality sinks in, like, oh my god, she's gone forever, and everything like that, and then, you know, if you, like, let's say they never found her body, then you're always probably wondering, like, well, where is she? Is she alive? Is she dead? And that must be very hard, they then tried to get sheila to confess her part in the crime so i'm assuming they wired up rachel with a microphone but but sheila was sheila actually had failed to incriminate herself and i put in here probably because of all all the law and order svu she watched because i didn't put any of her tweets in i'm gonna mention like a couple like that she wrote but I did look at her Twitter like a couple months ago because it was still up the last time I looked um and I know like she would like she said she watched like Law and Order like all day and I think it was like one of her favorite shows so that's why I said maybe she watched a lot of Law and Order and she knew like listen if someone's asking questions uh they're they're bugged they're gonna try to get me and I'm not going down They do eventually find Skylar's body, and they do find blood on Sheila's car, and it was actually confirmed that it ended up being Skylar's. They already had enough evidence to arrest them both. They didn't need, you know, Sheila confessing, saying she was in on the murder or the blood. They had enough from the Cell phone records and all of that stuff. To prove that in fact they were lying about that night. So police talked more with Rachel. Probably because she was a lot more like um. She was a lot more open to stuff about it I assume. And they asked her you know. Why did you guys kill Skylar? And Rachel replied just like this. We just didn't like her stated um police corporal Ronnie Gatskin. And that's what he said. That's what Rachel said we just didn't like her. Like what? Sheila and Skylar had been friends since they were 8 years old. I can't stress that enough how if you said you just didn't like her, why won't you why didn't you just stop talking to her? Why did you have to kill somebody? I mean, people do it all the time. I don't talk to people at work. The one person I used to talk to, she don't talk to me anymore. I don't know what I did to her, but hey, whatever. Um, But you guys have been best friends since you were eight, which makes no sense. And I don't get it. Rachel ended up turning herself into authorities at the Mongolia... County Circuit Court on May 1st, 2013. Rachel, who was 18, was transferred to a criminal court in closed hearing and was charged as an adult. She pled guilty to second-degree murder and is incarcerated at the Northern Regional Juvenile Detention Center in Wheeling, West Virginia. She faces 30 years in prison. And will soon be transferred to adult prison. Also, on May first, two thousand thirteen, Sheila and her mom were walking out of—I think it was the Golden Corral. No, I'm sorry, it wasn't Golden Corral. She—they were walking out of crackle, Cracker Cracker Barrel, I believe. And when her and her mom were walking out, they actually arrested her in the restaurant parking lot. Which is good for them. That sucks, Shayla. She was charged as an adult. She pleaded guilty and was sentenced as an adult to life in prison with, with the possibility of parole in 15 years. Probably, um... I don't... I'm assuming they were minors and you know, like, minors can't... Can't be sentenced, um... Without the possibility to parole because of that, like one law that was like passed, or whatever. So I'm guessing that's why she got parole, but I'm not sure. They're both sickos, and they they both deserve exactly where they need to be, away from civilization, locked up like animals, because that's what they are. Their animals, said David Nessie. Said David Niece. I must said Nessie, that's why I paused. In memory of their daughter, David and Mary helped pass Schuyler's Law in West Virginia. It requires Amber alerts for all missing children, not only those believed to have been kidnapped, to honor their daughter. David and Mary transformed the site of her murder into a memorial. David often makes the 20-mile drive. Something horrible happened here, David said, but I wanted to take the horrible thing that happened here and try to turn it into something good. A place that people can come and remember Skylar and remember the good little girl that she was and not the little beast that they treated her like. So, where are Rachel and Sheila now? Well, they're actually both in the same prison, which is Lakin Correctional Center. Rachel's current release date is in 2028. And Sheila is eligible, eligible for parole in 2028. Um, yeah, 2028. Her max is life, so she might not get it. Um, it's also reported that Rachel got married to another person, not another person, another woman in prison, and guys, that is actually the case of Skylar niece Um, so, like I said about Sheila's tweets, this one was a little, I could have went in like, to hold depth with this story, but there's so much I just didn't, I didn't even hit the tip of the iceberg like I wanted to um if you want a deep dive in the case how I first found out about the case and how I actually got started on podcasting was um the true crime librarian and she did a three-part case on Skylar Niece. and it's actually really good <laughs> she used to I don't know if she still podcasts from Anchor But she said that's where she started her podcast and it was free. So actually that's how I decided to start podcasting through Anchor. Was through listening to her and her saying, hey you can podcast. And her three episodes are really good. Um, Skylar, they were all, Skylar was very active on like social media. And her last tweet I believe said something like, when like they do shit like this or something like that. This is like what it hurts or whatever. Um, and that was like her last tweet. So it's also believed that why they killed Skylar was because she believed um Rachel and Sheila were having a sexual relationship and they were afraid that she was gonna out them and they killed her to keep her quiet. Um, and she just like knew too much and everything like that. Sheila was very active on Twitter as well. In a one tweet that's very eerie that always stuck with me whenever I hear this case, is we really did go on three. So you counted to three and then you stabbed your best friend to death. Which is absolutely terrible. Sorry, I was taking a drink. <laughs> but guys, that is the case of Skylar niece. Um, Saturday's case. I think I'm going to do part one of Lacey Peterson. I'm not sure yet. I think she's next up on my docket. Um, and everything like that. And that'll be probably a two-parter. Because there's a lot to cover. And I want to go into depth of that. But, guys, thank you for listening. We're going to have to think of a nickname I can call you guys. We'll think about it. I've been racking my brain. <laughs> Once we figure it out, we'll get there. But, anyway, guys, that's it for this. Sorry for the short case. You can follow me on Instagram at Crime. You can send me a Gmail at Crime at gmail.com. You can follow my Facebook group at Just a Girl and True Crime. I'm in the process of doing a YouTube channel for the podcast as well, so if you don't listen to it on, us, like Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Outcast, iHeartRadio. I don't think I'm on that. <laughs> Wish I would, but. You could find it on YouTube when I actually decide to upload and have time to myself, which would probably be this weekend. But, yes, thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you Saturday. Bye!